Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Well, this is our final uh, show of the year. Uh, it's been a long, eventful year for us. Certainly, uh, uh, the presidential election took uh, precedent, and uh, uh, a lot of other things have, have happened. And our uh, our show has um, grown and matured with it. We have a very good guest today, and I think a very appropriate one to uh, sort of uh, exit the year. We're going to talk about uh, cybersecurity with Matt Richards. He's VP of Product Marketing for Data Protection Company uh, Demo. I always get I always uh, <laughs> Dado. So, How are you doing? Right. I'm sorry. I can't re- read my own handwriting. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, John. I didn't realize this was the last one of the year. I feel honored to be here. Great, great to see well, uh, you. There's, there's well, there's a re- two reasons for it. One, uh, next week I have to go in for an operation, uh, on, and the only time they could schedule it was on Wednesday, right? Would show, but then would put us into the Christmas uh, and New Year's uh, week, and I said. Nobody's going to be listening. Hopefully, they'll be out celebrating. So I said, let's close out. And Matt, we're glad you're on the program. And I uh, would love for you to t- tell us first a little bit about yourself personally before we get into anything else. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, I came to uh, where I am today, uh, really starting off life as an engineer, worked my way through um various roles in enterprise security and enterprise technology and IT implementations. Um, my last role, I was actually working for a small company. Um, it was in that role that I got to know data, where I am today. Uh, that role introduced me to, well, to be honest, being a small business, uh, it introduced me to um, the risks associated with being that small business, You know, whether it was um, an you know, IT risk, business risk, um, you know, they're always, always watching the bank accounts and making sure we can meet payroll. And um, as I said, that's when I met Dado, and it brought me here. Um, through that journey, I have a wonderful wife and two kids, and we live here outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit of what does Dado do before we talk about uh, some of the questions I have for you. Sure. Um, Dado is a total data protection company. We are, we're founded, um, actually we're a relatively young company as, as, things, as these things go, uh, founded in 2007, and we have a little over 700 employees. Uh, we, the story actually of Datto's founding is an interesting one. Uh, it was uh, set up by our founder, Austin McCord, still our CEO. Um, he was looking at um, ways in which one could do data protection better. Um, at, at the time, of course, internet connectivity um, was just coming up, cloud was just coming up, and the idea of, of backing up business data to the cloud was really just getting started. And and part of this is uh, part of the story goes to small businesses, right? It, it was one thing to spend millions and do that sort of backup and data protection uh, of business data, uh, structured, unstructured data, systems. Uh, it's one thing to do that if you have millions to spend with an IT budget. Uh, it's another thing to try to do that as a small and medium business. And uh, and that's where we're really focused. Uh, we're 100% channel driven. Uh, we have um, nine data centers around the world. 
Um, and uh, about 250 petabytes of data stored uh, and backed up in our clouds. So those data centers are got two in the U.S., two in Canada, um, Iceland, U.K., and Germany, uh, Singapore, and Australia. So, so we also have in-region data centers to be backing up customer data all over the world. Um, and you know, last year we won over 100 awards in the industry, so very fast-growing, a fun place to work, um, highly dynamic environment. And when it comes to focusing on protecting the data, that means essentially for our small business uh, customers, uh, it is about ensuring that their systems that host their data and the data in those systems is, is protected um, at all times. And for us, that means taking a copy of it. That means hosting it locally, a copy of, of the systems, being able to virtualize systems quickly locally in case you have a small disaster like spilling water on a server, um, or in case of larger disasters like Sandy, uh, not too long ago in the New York area, uh, it means being able to virtualize all of that business infrastructure so you can keep working even when your office is underwater. Well, I, I have to tell you, um, Matt, a very interesting thing happened. Uh, we had our, uh, uh, our various websites at, at a place uh, um, and uh, they, the, what they, they told me a node exploded and they lost all the data. Now, um, mm -hmm. and then we, we had to uh, replicate everything. Um, um, uh, and it really uh, put us off, off uh, track for almost a week and a half. We had no websites or anything. So um, is this something you would also do, or is this a different part of the uh, operation? And if, uh, yeah, no, let's you... make it real, because, yeah, no, I think that's a really good example. Let's make that real. I, one of the challenges often is, is staying, especially in marketing, is staying too high level. But let's make it real. Um, let's take that website. Um, and some folks host their own, um, and some folks host it somewhere else. But just for the purposes of this, to make it simple, um, let's say that website's um, was hosted for you in a in a location where you owned the server and you were hosting the website and what we would do um, one of our partners actually we're entirely channel driven so a, a managed service provider of some kind would offer you um, a, a Datto device that device would back up that web server for you back up the data on that web server for you and then if that web server ever did exactly what that one did for you, we could have another, we could basically spin up an exact copy of that web server in a matter of seconds. And, it, and the idea of losing your data um, or, or of losing your web server for, you know, days while you reconstructed it from backups, this is a thing of the past. We, we can actually do that and have that back up and running in, in seconds. Um, and you could be back to work with a total loss we call it a um, an RTO recovery time objective, right? The time from the disaster to the time you can get the system back up in a matter of seconds or minutes, depending on how big that server might be. Okay, so let me see if I uh, understand it correctly, because I know enough IT to be dangerous. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Um, so uh, I'm on this, um, uh, obviously shared service. I mean, we don't 
uh, anybody that owns equipment nowadays outside of a, uh, a computer on their desk is really uh, asking for trouble, I think, in this day and age. And correct me if I'm wrong on that. But um, you, in effect, you, you would back up whatever I had in, in this, uh, um, on, on this other ser outside server so that it would be set up so that if anything happened there, it would automatically, well, I would call up and let you know, and then you would uh, um, take over. Am I correct? I think this is where we start getting to nuance, but essentially, yes. But, and here's the but, if you're using a shared server, right, if you're using a, a hosted service, uh, we can do the same thing, but we would be backing up everybody who's hosted on that server, not just you. Oh, okay. Right? So, okay. Uh. So, yeah, so that's, that's a, the other way to think about it is, a lot of folks have, uh, and maybe it's not a web server running in their in their local business office, but it could be that that workstation that's constantly managing QuickBooks or the order entry system or whatever it might be that they're working on, um, and that system also can be backed up by us. We install an agent, and 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 in the case, uh, we'll take a backup as often as every five minutes. We'll store that backup locally. We'll also push that backup to our cloud. And in the event of a disaster, that local backup can be booted locally or in our cloud, again, depending on the nature and the scope of the problem uh, that has come up. Hmm. Well, uh, you and I, got, uh, uh, you and your company, we'll have to talk offline on that. But now let's get, <laughs> let me ask you, um, let me ask you a, a question. If you were, uh, as an uh, expert in the field, uh, what are some of the things that a small business should do to ensure cybersecurity? Uh, so cybersecurity is, of course, a broad topic. Um, and in general, though, it's um, everything from end-user training. I think a lot of folks play that one down. But end-user training is extremely important. And we'll get to why in a minute. Um, there's also uh, the appropriate sets of, um, of software properly managed. And this is where a managed service provider can really help a small business. Um, everything from a, a router or an edge device on the network um, that has maybe some form of intrusion detection and other bits of software in there um, in terms of cybersecurity. Uh, then there's also endpoint protection, so virus scanners and things like that that can run on the workstations you're working on. So if you think about it as, Workstation protection and network protection, and then edge protection. Um, you've got a pretty good solution, but of course that that doesn't protect against everything. But that goes a long way with end user education to cover security for a small business. Hmm. Well, well um, beyond this point, I mean, look, the, the the floor is yours. Give us some more. Uh, whatever <laughs> Say you more. think. Uh, okay. Well, this, this, um, when we're thinking about uh, security for a small business, uh, these tools and, and the tools I just mentioned, they're all part of a, a, a good comprehensive overview of, of how you make sure your systems remain secure. Um, but beyond that, there's also threats that, that, you just, that those tools don't protect against well. And one of those is ransomware. Uh, and this one's come up um, a lot because if you talk to our partners, 
and, and we have a lot of them, um, something like 5,000 uh, partners around the world that sell our product to small businesses. And if you talk about that, um, with them, nine out of 10 of them, 90% of them will say they've had customers who have been attacked recently, right, in the last year or so um, by ransomware. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, it means if you're a small business and you get an email and you accidentally click on something that looks legitimate and it turns out not to be, your workstation is then encrypted without your knowledge and you get a little pop-up that says, hey, your workstation's been encrypted. I haven't deleted your files yet. But I will if you don't pay the ransom. And uh, honestly, that's like the worst nightmare for most businesses, large and small, frankly, because it's an issue for everybody, but particularly for the small folks because they don't have the IT resources to necessarily know uh, what to do at this point. And often there's a 24-hour clock counting down after 24 hours, we're going to remove it. Now, it sounds may sound like this is all this is all made up. Um, it's <laughs> it's not, um, and this this kind of attack is common. In fact, um, if you ask those same MSPs, and we did survey 1,100 uh, MSPs, um, primarily in the U.S., and we also did a similar survey in Asia Pacific, and they all have this kind of this this view. In fact, 96% of them think that this is going to get worse before it gets better. Now, yeah. um, why is it going to get worse, right? And how, what do you do about it? Because this is pretty scary stuff. I mean, you, you come into your workstation, you, you get an email that looks like it comes from somebody legitimate, you click on a link, and the next thing you know, it says your system's locked. And, you know, that that could be all of your business records on there, all your tax returns, all your dental records, medical records, whatever it is. Um, that's That's a scary day. Number one thing you can do is educate folks about these risks, right? That's part of the, that protection I talked about earlier. And the best thing you can do after that is have a backup. And that's where we come in, of course, because we do backup. Have not only uh, have a backup ready for that workstation, because if you click that button and it says you're, you're encrypted, the way most of these encryption schemes work, there is no way to reverse it. It is done. Your files are gone without the key. The key is usually a numbers and letters or a passphrase or something that is set by the hacker. And um, unless you pay him in bitcoins, some of you may know what bitcoins are. Um, bitcoins are an untraceable cryptocurrency, and they're really good at ensuring that uh, that the, uh, the the hackers can't be tracked, can't be found, and you pay them via this currency. And then, if you're lucky you get your data back. Nothing to stop them from doing it again, of course. So just for some, this is a big deal, uh, just for some, there's actually an FBI page about ransomware. Um, this is a major issue for those small and medium businesses. And, and for our partners who help small and medium businesses, this is often a, um, often one of those topics that comes up because folks um, often want to do something about it after the fact, and that's it. it's just too late. Your best best plan of attack is to have a good backup. And, and, you know, to get personal for a minute, that's why I back up all of my systems at home because I have two, two girls, two little girls, um, you know, just getting online for the first time, and it's just a matter of time before one of them clicks something. 
So in that world of ransomware, what do you do about it? You take a backup. Well, it's not just about taking a backup, but it's also about taking a backup and being able to restore the backup within a couple of minutes. So your business can get back to business. If you're sitting there looking at your PC, what would happen? I mean, well, heck, Don, let me ask you. What would happen if the PC you know, in front of you locked up and said, sorry, unless you pay, you can't get back to work? What happens for you? Uh, 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 I'm sitting here listening to you, and uh, uh, I just, uh, I've been seeing lately the newest one uh, coming, which is um, a card receipt. It's from a seemingly, uh, from a person. I've been noticing that uh, over the last few days, it says Lamar, that says card receipt. And then if you're really not vigilant, you might take it. Then it says, another one says Reva card receipt. I'm, I'm looking literally at what's come in this this last 24 hours. And, my and I'm sure, what? And my, my favorite is the, um, is the sign, click here to sign the card for the CEO. It's his birthday. And like, it may actually be the CEO's birthday. Because yes. there's somebody sitting, you know, paying attention, sitting out there, and they send this email on that day. It looks legitimate. You click on it. Really? Like, no one wants to be left out on the CEO's birthday card, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, Ramona Lyons, receipt. None of these people I know. And, uh, and uh, <clears throat> unless uh, someone is really careful, you... Uh, and and once you click on it, that's when it, it puts it in there. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two ways. You can get it through a website, although most people don't. They get it through clicking one of these email receipts. And, and education, like what we're talking about today, is really about educating folks not to click on it and then how to prepare in case somebody does. Uh, so yes. it looks legitimate. You click on it. It'll have an attachment or it'll take you to a website. Sometimes that website will automatically download that file. You're still maybe okay until you actually open that file. When you open that file, it will then start looking at your system. And, and the interesting thing about this is it doesn't just attack your system, right? It attacks just the files that have personal information and business information you might want. So it goes after, you know, it doesn't go after DLLs or, or any of the system, the operating system resources. It goes after JPEG files. PowerPoint presentations, Excel presentations, Word docs, uh, PDFs. It goes after the things that it knows those have value to you. And they just want to get it so they can encrypt it and you can't have it. And that'll silently work in the background. If you're paying attention, and we have a couple of demos online that are fascinating. If you're paying attention, and you can actually watch the extension of your, um, let's call it uh, plan for this webinar or plan for this, this podcast or um, today's operating plan, dot doc and you can watch the system become dot doc dot fun or dot doc dot something else and that'll really that'll be the file is now encrypted you double click on it and it just won't open can't do anything with it hmm. and then you get a little hmm. pop-up message and that pop-up message you know if that's said to you um you have 24 hours usually it's a pretty limited time because the longer you have the more you think about it the more you they, you may find a way around it so they tend to keep it pretty tight to pay anywhere from 200 to you know 2,000 bit dollars worth of bitcoins, click here, 
And guys, this is big business. This is getting extremely, extremely sophisticated. There are rings, uh, networks of these folks. There are actual uh, ransomware as a service capabilities. You go out to a site, you grab it, um, and you, you may pay or you may not pay for the ransomware suite. You enter with like a wizard. You enter really simple things like how much you how much you want to charge and the kinds of files you want to go after and all sorts of things. And and you configure it, and then you get this executable that you then host, and then you send out these emails. I mean, there's, this is a big business. Um, well, and well, the, the real interesting question to me is, how do you buy Bitcoin? I mean, I don't know how to do it. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah. You, you, we're talking with you know Matt Richards, who's VP. Let me give you a plug. VP of Product Marketing, Matt Richards of Data. Uh, it's a, a company dealing with cybersecurity and backup. And we're talking about that. And uh, he, he's giving us a, a fascinating lesson that I hope our, our listeners take to heart because it's so very important. And to me, Matt, yeah. Now, Matt, it's so building, all yours. All right. Well, building on that, right to your point, what do you, how do you buy bitcoins? Well, there's actually a tutorial. No. I mean, this is this is a business. So these folks who put this ransomware on your system will often link in a tutorial on how to buy bitcoins, and they also provide mechanisms to negotiate <laughs> because you know sometimes these ransoms are huge, and really, as long as someone is willing to pay. 200, 2,000. There was a hospital that actually had like a quarter of a million dollar ransom that they were able to, to negotiate down to $17,000. And then they paid it. Um, this is a business. And as long as people click on it and pay, right? What does it cost to, ten, to send 10,000 emails instead of one email? Like nothing. And as long as there's a hit percentage, ransomware's here to stay. And it's going to get more sophisticated over time, of course. But it's here to stay. And um, uh, by a, the way, those of you, yeah. No, you first, uh, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, sure. Uh, and the other thing that's interesting is if you run a Windows shop, chances are, you know, that's where you're going to see the hit. We're starting to see it for Macs. We're starting to see it for Android devices. Um, but Windows is, of course, where most of this is targeted. And so what do you do about it? Well, as we made this sound super scary right now, but what you do about it um, is you need a good, first, solid education that it exists and that it's a threat, and you need folks to be aware, you know, not to click on these emails. I mean, Don, you didn't click on any of those emails, did you? Oh, of course not. <laughs> but that's because you know, and not everybody knows. And honestly, sometimes they look legitimate. Well, that's well, number one. Well, the first thing I do when I see something like that is think, is it ransomware? Uh, um, we wrote, ran the first article about ransomware three years ago, when it first started to appear, and and we periodically run another one every six months or so because it's such a a, a, a terrible thing for small businesses. Um, but but it's educated me and uh, and, uh, and the other people in our organization. To, uh, not to open an email that we don't know who it's from or don't think is legitimate. And I get two or three a day now, all of the differing things. It's just amazing. And that's it, right? That's step one, education. 
And step, so now that you know, because you're listening to this podcast, you're informed, what do you do about it second? If it happens to you, there's, an, there's a, uh, articles out there that written that at some point someone will click on on it, right? So there is a point at which someone will click on that link by accident. So what's next? A good backup. And I don't mean, you know, a, a, a USB stick in the closet. Um, that actually was my plan for years. It's just not good enough anymore. Um, you need to be taking backups regularly. The more the data on the system that you're backing up changes and the more critical it is to your business, the more frequent you need to take those backups. And that's why, that's why we at Data, we offer you up to every, every five minutes. You can take a, a, a snapshot of the changes and have that backup every five minutes. But what if something, you know, when someone does click, the first thing is knowing that it's happened. And that's where we have a new feature we've uh, released called ransomware detection. If you click and you are infected with ransomware and we're taking a backup of that system, it is entirely possible you may not notice it or it may be overnight or you may have stepped out. Our backup system will throw an alert and alarm and let you know that a ransomware attack has likely just happened. And actually more than that, we'll take backups of local workstations, virtual machines, Windows, Mac, Linux, any of those. We'll take backups of cloud-based systems. We didn't talk about it, but <laughs> if you use um, Google Drive or Google Apps or you use Office 365 with OneDrive, that will propagate your ransomware. And that'll ensure that anyone you've shared those files with also gets infected. And we can handle that and recover from that extremely quickly. Um, we also offer file sync and share, so we'll be able to recover you from that. And we also offer um, a network-attached storage device uh, we call NAS3. And what that can do is back itself up, too. If you need a little bit of storage to share files working together on the network, we can solve that problem. We back it up to the cloud. More so, we can back up other network-attached storage devices and back those up to the cloud, too. So a whole range of backup and recovery um, and business continuity solutions, all of them to help recover very quickly from disasters, including ransomware. Typically, you don't think of ransomware as a disaster. It's a serious disaster if you clicked on that button and, it's, and it encrypts your machine. So that's what we do, and that's, that's the, the concern I have about ransomware. And uh, what I want to make sure folks are aware that there are solutions out there that can help them, but you have to help before you, you, you are attacked. You have to have the backup ahead of time. Even just one backup before you're attacked will save you days of lost work, hours, weeks, months, lost work. Well, um, spell out your website and, and how people can, can reach you. Sure. Um, so I'm Matt Richards. That's my email at datto, D-A-T-T-O dot com. Um, datto dot com is also the website. For more information, uh, datto dot com slash ransomware, all one word. And you'll see a whole section dedicated to it, including some of the study results um, that we from our study on ransomware, as well as how we can help you protect against ransomware. Well, um, we've talked a lot about ransomware. What are the, uh, more um, uh, some other advantages to backing up a system besides that? Oh, sure. So. Ransomware is just one kind of disaster. Um, there are many. Um, there are, um, you know, disasters, fires, floods, all that kind of stuff. 
I think the other thing that's interesting um, is that if you're backing up your systems and you just so happen to have, lose a hard drive, I mean, that's not a disaster, right? Um, and be able, to, uh, be able to get back up and running in a few minutes while you order a new hard drive or while someone orders that new hard drive or orders the new laptop because the last one was doused in coffee. Um, well, you can be back up and running in a virtualized version of that laptop in minutes at the worst, generally seconds. Um, or if you can't even get to the office, right, you can, spin those, you can spin those backups and get them up and running from our cloud from just about anywhere in the world. And that, that takes care of situations where an entire um, area may be without power. It might be, I mean, that happens actually a lot more than you might think. Uh, I was stranded on the 34th floor of the Marriott uh, at one point. That wasn't a lot of fun. Um, uh, but a flood, something like Sandy, hurricanes, uh, tornadoes. Um, the weather seems to be going nuts these days. But even if you don't have any of those things, oftentimes people are the number one cause of a, of a recovery scenario. And it's because somebody deleted a file by accident. I, I've done that, and I go have to go digging through my backups to find it. Um, with Datto, right, if you have taken the backups and you're, and you're covered for all those really complex disaster, uh, business continuity scenarios, you're also covered in case you accidentally delete a file, right? It's, uh, we have a, a very easy little utility. Um, and you can look for and compare which files have changed between backups, but also find a file in a backup and pull it down, you know, one or many as needed, just in case you make that mistake as well. So pretty much covering you against the unexpected and helping keep your business running. And, you know, you can stop worrying about all of the, all the disaster scenarios as it relates to your infrastructure and focus instead on the important things like your business. Well, you know... Uh, it's been fascinating talking with you, Matt. And in the new year, we want you to come back and talk more. Uh, tell tell us again. Um, uh, spell out your web website and how people can reach you. Sure. Uh, website d a t t o datto dot com, and that's uh, you'll find that that's uh, the easiest place to find more about datto. Uh, we also. If you'd like to know more, since we worked through service providers, um, well, there's a lot of information on our website. You can also just reach out to me directly, and I'll connect you with one of our service providers who can help you actually get to our services. And that's um, M-A-T-T, just Matt, M-A-T-T, uh, Richards, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S, at datto.com, D-A-T-T-O.com. And uh, we're here and, and ready to help. Well, uh, I really appreciate the time you've taken with us because you've done a, a heck of a job, and we're really glad you came on board today. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, and have a great holiday. <laughs> uh, you too. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Good luck next week. <laughs> Thank you. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal art. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives?
Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Tell them to call in now. High Fidelity. Okay, alright, and then I'm gonna hang up so I don't have the sound audio, okay? Oh, okay, you can, uh, yes, no problem. Thank you. Well, that was the beginning of what I, uh, a really great interview with Brad uh, Finkel of Hoboken uh, Farms. Unfortunately, we're having difficulty uh, today with, with our studio. Uh, and, and as I indicated earlier, this is our last uh, broadcast of the year. But I promise you that Brad's interview, which is fascinating and which we should really inter- interview, will be on our first program the first Wednesday in January. By that time, we'll have all of the issues resolved on the studio and everything else. But in the min- in meantime, uh, this is Don Mazzella saying happy holidays to one and all. And may the new year be as, be prosperous and good to us all. Have a good day, and we'll see you next year. Thank you.